What's going on, everybody? What's the Shoemaker? Aaron Parker back with you today. Whew, we can finally take a deep, deep breath. West Virginia finally, for the first time this year, I feel, did what they were supposed to do. Went out there and absolutely just beat the brakes off Towson 65-7. to Offense looked good. All four quarterbacks played. Defense, a couple of adjustments, especially with who started and who did not. But uh, kind of moral of the story today, everyone played. Everyone played well. Mountaineers get a much-needed win. They get that monkey off their back. And here they are, one and two. Now with the chance to go into Virginia Tech and get their season back on track. So um, that being said, Aaron, happy, happy, happy game day. Um, just kind of your overall thoughts on the win and how the Mountaineers finally got their first one in the win column this year. Yeah, it was good to finally get the monkey off the back. And it wasn't just a win. It was a, uh, you know, it was a dominating win. And uh, the running game was on point. The passing game was on point. And I really liked what I saw from, uh, the backup quarterbacks. I know the storyline is probably going to be the uh, the balanced running game with Tony Mathis and C.J. Donaldson. I thought um, Justin Johnson played well too, but um, I thought the brightest spot for me was all the quarterbacks. I thought they all played well. Let's start here. We'll start with the running game before we get into the quarterbacks. Um, what a first half, man, for these running backs. Um, first half, C.J. Donaldson, three touchdowns. Tony Mathis, two touchdowns. On the day – West Virginia ended up rushing for six total touchdowns. Garrett Green had an 11-yard touchdown run in the third quarter. Um, they just – they played really well. They had – West Virginia had uh, 316 yards on the ground, 624 total yards of offense. That's really damn good. Um, just kind of overall talking, too, if you want to get to JT Daniels, he looked really good in the first half, as expected, I think. Um, moved the ball well. West Virginia never struggled on offense. I think they scored on all 10 of their drives, uh, got a touchdown on all but one, and they missed one extra point. It was their backup kicker, though. Uh, defense played well. Real quick, for those of you wondering, Charles Woods did have ankle surgery, as it was reported by 247sports at yoursports.com. Um but if you want to look at quarterbacks, right cornerback, Wesley McCormick and Andrew Wilson-Lamp held that down left side, Rashad Ajayi and Jacoby Spells. Uh, Wilson-Lamp and Spells both played well, especially in the second half. Um, I mean, when your defense gives them zero points and they only score seven if they're West Virginia and that's on the uh, opening kickoff return, I think that's a pretty good day overall. So kind of just your thoughts, Aaron, on the offense, running backs, as I just kind of got into a little bit, running backs, and then uh, we'll kind of get your thoughts on – Towson's seven points and then move from there. Yeah, I like what I saw, especially from the running game. I, um, you know, after Pitt in Kansas, you know, Tony Mathis is the one back and, um, you know, he didn't have a touchdown. I kind of figured he'd get in the end zone um, at least once, but, you know, to get in there twice, that was good for him. CJ Donaldson, man, we just keep talking about him every podcast. Um, and I, I had heard that in fall camp, he wasn't just, you know, running power. Um, he got loose a couple times and showed off his speed, but, you know, we hadn't seen that. And, man, he got loose on that one. Uh, good block by Caden Prather. Blocked two guys at one time. But um, C.J. House in that long one was uh, really good to see. Uh, like what I saw from Tony Mathis, obviously he's going to have to be um, the back that kind of takes the workload because C.J. Donaldson just isn't in that shape to be taking the um, all the snaps as running back. And Neil even said that in his press conference. Um, but I like what I saw there. Um, quarterback play was really good. J.T. Daniels, you know, he didn't have to do – he didn't have to bring his, like, A game to – to dominate and he did just that yeah I feel like in the first two games we've seen a lot of JT dropping back throwing the ball 40 times 45 times I feel like tonight it was really good to see 
a balanced attack and an attack from West Virginia that included everybody. I think when you can get both Tony Mathis and CJ Donaldson running the way they did, it's going to be hard to stop this offense, especially if JT produces like he does. Caden Prather, big day for the guy. I know um, he's kind of from the Towson area from Montgomery County, Towson kind of more towards Baltimore, but um, he had a big day, caught a touchdown on the opening drive for West Virginia, had a huge block, huge block on the C.J. Donaldson 82-yard touchdown run. Mm -hmm. And for West Virginia, I think it was safe all day, and I think that's the biggest deal is that you were safe all day. And that's that's the best feeling in the world, especially when you're 0-2. And so got a, got a win in front of the home crowd. I was impressed with the crowd. Um, attendance was, it says, 50,703. At first, 20 minutes before the game, I was like, dang, it's going to be 70 75% full if we're lucky. Um, they seem to get probably about 75 80% there. Um, and it was good to see students showed up, which is always nice to see. Um, defense. Defense, defense, before we get into quarterbacks. I think the defensive line played really well. I was impressed. Jordan Jefferson have a day. He, I felt like he had the tip pass early. I think he had a sack. Like, mm -hmm. he was – his name was called a bunch. Davis Mallinger had a really big play coming up from the secondary, finishing with the sack. Um, it was just – it was just a kind of a get right win. And I think this that team this team needed that. Uh Jordan Jefferson post game said how the defense really did need this because they, they have an expectation level, and that expectation level has not been met, I don't think, especially last week, let alone Pitt. Um it's good to see the defense look better. There weren't too many penalties. I don't think the defense had any penalties. Um so excuse me, it was just really good to see all of it come together for one game. And hopefully if you're West Virginia, you can carry it on. Yeah, they played well. And, you know, you got to give credit when credit's due. They went out and they had a good game plan. Seven points on the board from Towson. And it wasn't, it wasn't against the Mountaineer defense. It was against the special teams. Um, so, you know, they played well. I think it starts with up front. And I think, you know, like you said, Jordan Jefferson was the best one early on. Uh, he didn't even, he didn't tip that ball, man. He, it's like he reared back and smacked it. That thing, that thing had some sound on it. Uh, he made a good play. Um, you know, they played, a, they played a good game. Um, I think it's a good confidence booster for the secondary. Um, I think you and I know I've been a little critical on the secondary, but um, like you said, it's a get-right win for them, and it's a good opportunity for young guys like like Spells to, to go in and start and play well. Um, you know, to pivot from the secondary, I thought, I thought it was awesome that Sean Martin got a chance to start. I thought he played a good game. Uh, I thought he got some pressure on the quarterback um, and just made his presence felt. I thought he – I think he earned that. You know, Brown said he earned it. Um, and it's good to see from a Bluefield, West Virginia native. Yeah, if you want to talk about depth chart real quick, um, it wasn't really a surprise to me seeing Taj Austin not get the start. They've talked highly of Sean Martin all week. Taj Austin had that bad, bad, bad penalty in overtime against Kansas. Um, offense, really, there wasn't really any big changes, I don't think. Jordan White got the start at right guard. Doug Nestor went over to right tackle. Um, I saw Brandon Yates. He played a little bit of tackle at right tackle uh this game too and, it, and he when i say he played i don't mean he played in the third and fourth quarter when all the subs are in i mean he was in there in the first half when the first team unit was in it was good to see garrett green kind of transitioning here quarterback play um i think you have to get garrett green on the field more man his legs today he showed how explosive he can be it was a third down and i want to say medium i think six or seven right and you think mm -hmm. oh obvious passing down nope green tucks it runs 39 yards and that was towards the end of the first half puts him in a shot where then cj donaldson finishes it off with a touchdown run so before we get into nico and goose and all that and 
down the road. Like, just Garrett Green-wise, Aaron, evaluate how you think he did. Obviously, he had that one big ball where he had, I think it was Cortez Braham wide open on the left sideline, like no one within 20, 25 yards. And um, he just overthrew it, just couldn't quite get it there. But other than that, he looked good. He looked like he was moving the ball down the field, and it was good to see him get a couple drives and use his legs. I think he played well, and it's it's so good good to see because, you know, he's um, he's one of those leaders in the locker room. He's been here a couple of years now, um, and he's done his fair share of sitting. Um, but he's played a little bit here and there, and it's just good to see because I, um, I know that guy's, um, you know, his attitude's kind of contagious on that sideline. Um, so it's good to see him be shifty out there. Um, as far as getting him on the field more, um, you know, I, I agree with that. Like, he's played well, and he's, you know, he's been with this program for a couple of years now, but um, it's hard when you're playing, like, say you're playing Texas. I mean, JT Daniels is your starter. If you put Garrett Green in there, the defense kind of knows that he might – he's probably going to tuck it and run or run a read option. So, just as far as once you get into the better teams of the Big 12, I just don't know how they're going to do that. But as a, as if you're sitting back as a fan, it, it's cool to watch him go out there and have success. Yeah, kind of just totally thinking randomly here. I mean, if you get – Garrett Green and JT on the field at the same time, I think you can seriously cause some problems, cause some confusion. And, I mean, worst comes to worst, like, you force the other team to take a timeout maybe. So I think there's ways you can get them in with JT on the field. It'll be interesting to see if they do that going forward. But I'm confident in this quarterback room. Let's just go to the next guy up was uh, Will Goose Crowder. He led the team down the field. He had a – Pretty, pretty, pretty ball uh, down to Reese Smith, about the two-yard line. Um, I think it went 20, 30 yards in that area. Um, pretty ball. Only his receiver could get it. Reese Smith made a really nice snag, too. Um, and then Crowder ended up getting it to Jeremiah Aaron for a touchdown. So his first collegiate touchdown, really, really cool to see. Uh, your thoughts on Crowder and kind of how he did today? He did He did well. you got to give him credit. Um, I think – you and me could both say he was the uh, the best player of that WV screen game. Um, I think a lot of people thought of him as a bright spot in that game. He came out and showed what he showed in the spring game today. Um, that was a great ball. I was right in front of that play, Reese Smith. Um, he, like you said, he put it right where he could get it and nobody else could touch it. Um, you got to give credit to Reese Smith. I know he uh, maybe caught some hate after uh, dropping that punt against Kansas, but that was a good catch. Um, it was a good ball by Crowder. Uh, I was kind of on the opposite side on the Jeremiah Aaron touchdown, but you know, it's good to work on those little um, little out routes, and he put it right on the money. So I thought he did well. Um, obviously, he didn't get a ton of action, but, you know, in that one drive, I liked what I saw. Yeah, Crowder's final line, six for six. Um, that 30-yard pass, as we talked about, um, just really, really good, consistent play. And I think he kind of also showed the way how he's got more of a – dual threat option too because there was one time I, I thought he was about to get mm -hmm. sacked he evaded yeah. one guy evaded two guys although he didn't really get much yards on him he could have lost eight nine ten yards he he got four yeah turned it into two three yards there so that kind of elusiveness that kind of kind of just keeping the play alive we haven't we didn't see that last year we've seen it with jt this year and i think it's good to see other quarterbacks developing with those same traits um last quarterback certainly not least the guy who a lot of fans i think were looking for i think mm -hmm. if you told me that nico marchio would get a drive in this game i would have probably believed you heading into this game um nico he 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 played well uh seven snaps on his drive four of them were passes one he threw away intentionally um another was a drop first pass was a six yard pass and then 
man, he dropped a beautiful ball to Morgantown native Preston Fox. Uh, 26-yard touchdown pass back in the end zone. West Virginia's final score in the day. And then just we've heard a lot of good things about him. We've heard how he's developing, how he's getting better at the game slowing down. And it's just kind of good to see, like for all of them, good to see them perform in the game when they are given their opportunity. But I'm excited about Markiel. I'm excited about Crowder. I'm even excited about Green to an extent that we haven't seen, I don't think, this deep. You're four deep right now at the quarterback room. Mm-hmm. And I think – God forbid JT goes down, like, or if you need someone to step up for two, three, four plays, I have, I have confidence that they don't have to just run the ball and hand it to Tony Mathis or CJ Donaldson when they do that. I think they can turn to any one of these three guys. And Mark Hill showed, even though he's a true freshman, he's starting to understand it, and he could be really talented come next year or the year after. Yeah, a lot of people are excited about Nico and, you know, come in. I thought he played really good. I mean, that one drop was was not his fault. He put that right on the numbers to Jarrell Williams, which – Jarrell Williams has a lot of talent. I think uh, with some development, he's going to be a good receiver. Um, but let that one slip. But the one he put um, put right in the bread basket of Preston Fox. Uh, that one was in front of me, and I was like, "There's no way he got a foot down." But he just he put it in a perfect spot. Got to give credit to Preston Fox. I mean, that guy is a heck of a receiver. We saw that in the spring game. Maybe he should be getting more looks. Uh, on I know he's playing special teams and stuff, but he made a great play. Uh, Nico Marchio, obviously, he's he's got a ton of talent. And it's crazy that a team that's like team that's one and two is four deep at the quarterback position. Yeah, a couple of them might need development because they're younger, but those are four good quarterbacks, four talented quarterbacks with all different kind of skill sets. Um, and obviously, my my mind just goes to the transfer portal just because you're you're four deep. So you know, at at some point you think you lose one, but like man, I don't want to lose any of them because they're all. They're all good characters, and they all bring something different to the table that maybe you could work on the next year or two. That's the biggest thing. I think you just hit it right on the the, the nail right on the head. Is that they all bring something different. There's not a same. There's like there none of those four are the exact same mm-hmm. type of player. You have you have a guy like Garrett Green who's a true runner, who's a true dual threat. You have a guy like Goose who can run, and then you have Nico who's more of a pocket passer, can get outside if he needs to be. Kind of similar to JT but obviously not the same JT at all. Um, game balls, I'll we can get into that now, um, and then I'll add a couple things after. I'll go first. Defense, Jordan Jefferson. Have a day, baby. Um, he played really well, I think. Uh, secondary, I really – I'll go one with Davis Mallinger just because he did get the sack. Um, five total tackles on the day. Um, nothing really – exciting happened in the secondary and i think at this point with this team that's all you can ask for is nothing crazy happens either mm-hmm. for you against you um offense i've got a couple guys caden prather man i think he's really starting to come into his own um we saw it towards the end of last year but man he uh he's really doing stuff and then i really want to give one to both tony mathis and cj donaldson i feel like we've called cj donaldson's name a lot this year which rightfully so six touchdowns three today in just three games, um, he had a really good interview after the press. After his press conference was really good, he he's just kind of taking everything one day at a time, and I think it's the best thing you can ask for with a freshman like him. But Tony Mathis, I mean, coming in this summer, we thought, oh, Tony Mathis is going to be the bell cow, going to be like a Letty Brown, and he hasn't gotten as much love early, and it's cool to see just cool to see him get what he's worked hard for. So that's my game balls. I'll get into one more thing, um, but you go you go with yours. 
Yeah, so on defense, I don't have much of a analytical thing here. I'm going to go Jordan Jefferson. He was just um, causing havoc to that Towson offense. And I'm not going to lie, being on the field, I was kind of like opposite side of the defense most of the time. Um, so picking apart each play was a little tough for me to do, but I could see um, what Jordan Jefferson brought to the table. Um, so I'll give it to him. Um, also like the way Sean Martin played, but I'll give it to Jordan Jefferson. Offense, um, I'm going to go C.J. Donaldson again, man. He's just stepped up and every game is a – he's a storyline in every game, but for different reasons. I mean, game one, first college game, blocked a punt and scored a touchdown. You know, game two, scored a couple of touchdowns. Game three, three touchdowns, and he broke one um, and showed his speed. So he just keeps proving um, people that – Proven to people that, you know, he's the real deal. And, you know, like you say, he's taking it one day at a time. But these one these days that he's taking at a time, he's succeeding in each of one, each of them. So, um, you know, if he can keep that going, um, people are going to start sweeping on Tony Mathis. And I think him getting two touchdowns today um, helps him. And so if people are locked in on C.J. Donaldson, uh, Tony Mathis is going to get in the end zone a little bit more. I'll tell you what, if that two-headed monster you got with Mathis and Donaldson, you keep that going with the way JT Daniels is playing and the high level that these receivers are playing at. You want to talk about putting up points in the Big 12? This offense could do just that. Um, mm -hmm. Exciting to see. We've kind of just hit on positives. I got a couple negatives from today, and that is all on special teams. I think that kickoff return, like – That's embarrassing. Against an FCS school, you can't let them house it. Like, you just scored seven – in your opening drive, crowds into it, let's go. And then they just house one for seven. Like, I get you one, but that was not pretty. It just mm -hmm. felt like there was never an effort to try and get him there. And I don't know, he brought in this kickoff specialist from Florida State this offseason, and it feels like there's been a lot of times on kickoff where um, it's been questionable. Like, if he can kick him into the end zone every time, I don't know why he's not doing that. It seems like there's been a lot yeah. of kicks going to the five and the ten. Yeah. Um, I don't get that. And then punt returning. Last week, Reese Smith, like, oh, that was awful. And then Preston Fox comes out, 27-yard return on his only punt return. So I don't know why we're not getting more guys involved just because if you're Neil Brown and you saw what you saw from Preston Fox there, I don't know. Reese Smith isn't giving you that once this year. So that's just me. I think special teams has got to be better. Uh, Grothos also missed a PAT that got moved back five yards. Like, <laughs> Like Casey like game go one day. What are we gonna like? What are you gonna do? Mm, so yeah. special teams has got to be better. Got to clean some stuff up. I don't care if it's a sixty-five-seven game or a sixty-five-sixty-four game. You've got to be better in special teams. Yeah, and the big thing on on the punt on the kick return for a touchdown. Obviously, it's embarrassing. You're up seven nothing at thousand, and then shoot at seven seven after that. Um, but even after that, um, the next couple of scores by WVU, they kicked it right back to him at the same spot, like at the five yard line. Um, you know, if you're playing a team that has legitimate special teams like Kansas State or Oklahoma or something like that, Oklahoma State. Like if you give up a 99-yard touchdown to a guy, why would you kick it to him in the same spot two straight times? Would you not kick it to the other side or make your best shot possible to uh, to sit in the, in, to the end zone for a touchback? I mean, that one kind of made me scratch my head. The best part about that was after they go up 14-7 and they kick it right, he he took it almost 30 yards. Like I was like, oh, my yeah, gosh, he's yeah. going to do it again. So there's like, like you've got to lock in on that unit. Neil Brown said that unit after the game, he, he said that he was disappointed with how they played on that unit. But he said they've been a lot better than last year. But I don't know, unless we weren't paying attention to it last year, it just seems like this they're not they're not doing they're not doing much. And I think. There's opportunity to do things on the kickoff team, and good teams have good special teams. And when you get into conference play, special teams can win you or lose your games. And 
If you play like the way they played today, that's they're gonna lose you some games. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a ton better than last year. I don't really know what he's talking about there. Maybe just I think the uh the punt and kick uh coverage against Pitt was pretty good. Bryce Ford Wheaton made a couple of tackles, but uh I don't really know what he's talking about there. To move on to punt return, I mean but like you said, I'm and I'm not trying to bash on anybody, especially not Reese Smith, because I know he, how hard he works and he's talented, but um, you know, for him to be the number one punt return guy, I just I don't I don't get it. Um, and they have time to fix it. I mean, they they have one more non-conference game. It's a rivalry game. And then you hit – the rest of it is Big 12 play. And they have time to change that. So, I think they should. Preston Fox showed it to Lucy. So, Sam James is going to possibly yeah. be on punt yeah. return this year. And, yeah, I don't think we've seen him more than once, if once. I mean, if yeah. And if you're going to go away from, from Sam James, I mean, give me Preston Fox or at least throw him out there once or twice against, you know, kind of a real opponent like Virginia Tech or Baylor. Um, and Sam James, I'm just not sure because we know he's got speed. Um, we know he can catch the ball, but he's dealt with drops. And maybe they, you know, put him out there a lot in fall camp and spring ball. And maybe he dropped a couple, maybe he muffed some. I don't know. It, it's hard to tell. Um, clearly, he's not the number one guy, even though Neil kind of came out and said that one time. Um, but if he's not, he hasn't done anything this year um, in the punt return department. So clearly, he's not that number one guy. Um, and if he's not, I say keep, uh, keep sending Preston Fox out there. Yeah, I don't know. We, I, I, there's the whole saying of ride the hot hand, and Preston's a hotter hand than what Reese Smith's been giving you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. One more thing for me uh, before we wrap this one up. There was a couple big fourth down conversions. I think that they kind of went unnoticed because they were converted, but you went for fourth down inside your territory a few times, and – and it's not like when the game was super out of hand either. It was like it's still a two, three possession game. So it was good to see them pick it up. That one drive um, where Bryce Ford Wheaton had a touchdown and then they reviewed it and then mm-hmm. West Virginia ended up scoring anyway. He, big fourth down conversion on his end and a big third down conversion on his end. I really thought as they ended the quarter, uh, ended the first quarter and they had fourth and nine it was, I really thought that they were going to punt. Um, I mean, not sorry, not punt. Kick a field goal, try a long field goal with legs, see what he's got. But they ran the offense right back out there after a three minute conversation, and for and then boom, finds Bryce Ford. Two plays later, third down, finds Bryce Ford again. So things like that, good to see going forward. Yeah, you like to see it, and I like to see the uh, the aggressiveness there and the uh, the ability to convert. Um, obviously, if you're WV, you know you take every opponent seriously, even if it's the F- FCS level. But I think we can agree that this game is kind of a game that after, after four or five touchdowns, you know, you can, you can start working on stuff, but like you said, they went for it in their own territory when they probably only had 14 or 21 points on the board. So I like that from Neil. I like that from Graham Harrell. Um, I think they, they use this game as an opportunity to kind of um, try that out and, and not be timid about it and not punt the ball away. Uh, you know, people coming out for this game, it's hot. Uh, they're 0-2 and they're playing Townsend. So you don't, you don't want to see two or three punts when, you know, you can go out and just get a yard with C.J. Donaldson or Tony Mathis. So I like the aggressiveness there and no need to be timid, especially in year four with Neil Brown. And overall for me, just on the day, 10 drives, nine touchdowns. Can't get much better than that. Exactly. Uh, you got anything else? No, that's good. I think we covered it all. It's a good win. Well, then that will do it for this episode of the Blue Gold Sports Podcast. If you did like it, be sure to like it and subscribe.
subscribe if you're on YouTube or follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We will come back with you. I believe we're going to record it on Tuesday morning. Look at in there. Uh, big one for the Mountaineers. They got Virginia Tech rivalry game. Hopefully they can keep the Black Diamond Trophy in their possession for the first time. Um, and they're going to be able to hopefully keep that in their possession. I think for, it's, it's a pretty long time until they play them again. So, big rivalry game. Big chance to get back even at the conference play. We will get you everything you need to know about the Hokies this week. Until then, I'm Wesley Shoemaker, joined by Aaron Parker. This is the Blue Gold Sports Podcast.